Fear. Fear of the unknown, the unseen, grips the populace. As a human being made invisible and insane by a potent drug, preys on the citizenry, intent on vengeance. Prison walls cannot hold him. Scotland Yard cannot stop him. And while science works frantically, while a loved one waits and hopes, the invisible hands of a condemned murderer deal out death and destruction. What's going on, everyone? I'm Heath. And I'm Jay. You're listening to Host of Hards, show where we discuss and review hard films based off of predetermined themes of the month. Jay! I actually stayed awake for this one. He did. <laughs> because this time, I was not up since two in the morning or yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck I was for. Oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever. So, anyway. this week, we watched the sequel to H.G. Wells' The Invisible Man, 1933, and this one was... The Invisible Man Returns! Returns. 1940. (laughs) (laughs) Seven years, was it seven years after the first one? Yeah, because the first one was uh, 33. Mm. And a lot could change in the seven years that it took for this movie to get made as compared to the first one. Yeah, it's weird. It's like they got super ambitious knowing they can do more shit, so it looks more dated than the first one as far as like, the graphics go but then there's other things that are like fucking phenomenal so you're saying that this is halfway a disney 1990s directed video movie no and half (laughs) an actual sequel that responds and expands on the original concepts of the first movie no i'm just saying like the visual effects so like in the first one they knew what they couldn't get away with so Mm -hmm. a lot of it was practical or you didn't see him he wasn't in frame yeah where this one they had him in frame with the matting going on so like you could clearly see his outline in some parts there are some parts where like actors would interact with his invisible body and like their hand would start going invisible uh there's some parts where you could see the lines on the gun holding the gun up like the the fish wire oh, yeah. holding it up there were a few moments like that but i think honestly i really enjoyed the story here a little bit more oh the story is so much like, better yeah i like the but, like, story here a little bit more but also with the visual effects there's certain things with like the invisible bill uh, the invisibility looks a little better um they use different things like claymation when it came to tying the rope on uh on mr spears that was and, claymation not that they'll stop well it was claymation stop motion same thing yeah and um also the ending where they bring him back to visibility using oh, the new that blood was... that was all hand drawn so that was hand drawn yeah so it, it's the same effect they used with like um, with the uh, Dracula turning into a bat in Abbott oh. and Costello. It wasn't the same artist, but it was the same technique. Okay, okay, that was the same. Yeah, you go Walt Disney. You did something good for once. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I really did enjoy this film because at first I was getting lost in the sauce about it because I was like, okay, looks like he escaped prison trying to basically go back home and then just it it feels like when it comes to a lot of older hollywood stuff it kind of gives that a series of unfortunate events it's like things just happen Mm -hmm. and it just happened to evolve the invisible man and happened to evolve like you know jeffrey just like roaming around becoming low-key mad with power because he's gotten away with so much shit 
as him being invisible. Well, and it's also hinted that it's the drug that does that too. So, but it's basically like the plot is um, Jeffrey, uh, who is played by Vincent Price, is uh, basically convicted of murder, murdering his own brother. Murder. And in order to escape, he uses the help of Frank Griffin, who is John Griffin's brother, which they actually did a really good job. Uh, What's the actor's name? Uh, Frank Griffin. John Sutton. He did an amazing job capturing the same kind of energy that Claude Rain had in the first one. Mm. Like, there was a moment where like, he gets pissed off that his experiments aren't working, and it sounded just like Claude Rain. So that was A1 casting right there. And Vincent Price is fucking phenomenal. But the, so yeah, so uh, Frank Griffin essentially visits him in prison and gives him the invisible uh, serum. The, 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 Something Kane, Ultra Kane. The, well, I'll, I keep on calling it Novocaine, but I know it's, it's not, not Novocaine. It's like Micah Kane or My, Metro Kane. Something, whatever. But yeah, so yeah. Vincent Price is now invisible, and they have to figure out who actually killed his brother. Turns out it was douchebag uh, Cobbs, Mr. Cobbs, Mr. Cobbs, and. I think I just like the whole murder mystery subplot of it all. Yeah, because it reminds me of Hitchcock in a way where basically the Invisible Man is being framed for something that he didn't commit, but he's causing a lot more trouble, <laughs> trying to prove his innocence more than anything. Yeah, it ultimately worked, but it's just the fact that there are so many people on his tail that like he could not like rest at all even if when he tried but luckily with the help of his love helen helen and who again it's it's old hollywood so she had nothing to do she had nothing to do other than exist exist all she had to do was exist exist you are you are pretty and you exist and that was all (laughs) that vincent price needed that's all sometimes that's all you need as a man is just pretty and existing and that's what i feel like (laughs) But I just, I felt very entwined with the story because I felt it was a little bit more engaging because I, I think part of the reason why I just, I honestly kind of fell asleep with the first one was besides the fact that I was tired, that it just, I don't know, I I guess it just wasn't as engaging to me as I usually find it. You're yawning a lot. You sure? You sure this movie was engaging? No, I liked this movie a lot. Like I stayed, I stayed up to the whole thing. I <laughs> just really did like the way that the story was just more. There was more going on with the story, and the cops are actually a little bit more smart this time around, rather than just like in plentiful number, but. Like, they all share one brain cell. Yeah, so that's in large part to Inspector Sampson, who's played by Cecile Kellaway. Dude. Cecile Kellaway. Dude, he was actually very intelligent in this movie, and I loved that. Especially when, like, he shows up to question Dr. Griffin, who was the last person to see, um... What what is his character's name? Vincent Price. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. To, to uh, visit Jeffrey in prison. He was the last one there. And, of course, he's the brother of the original Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Well, he shows up with a cigar. And before he even says anything, he's puffing on the cigar like he has a bad habit and just blowing it everywhere. And it took me a minute to, like, kind of register, oh, he's doing this on purpose. 
I see. And that was another cool special effect moment where, like, he blows the cigar smoke next to him and the and you, invisible man's right there. And you see Jeffrey Silhouette. And I was like, oh, you smart man. That was clever. It was really, there's a lot of clever moments in this movie and it's funny. Like, genuinely funny. Like, not like the first one where I was laughing my ass off on how terrible some of the actors were. Um, I forget her name, but good God. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about old girl that was being like this? Yeah. Ah! That one? God, could not stand her. But this this one's genuinely funny. It has a lot of humor. Yeah, for, I guess for a monster flick, technically speaking, it does just really speak to, like, more so of the humor and all of this. And it just kind of gives me the same energy as, I don't know, actually. It feels like if there was like it's like a dramedy where it's like there's a lot of drama, but there's like a little bit of like comedic fare mm-hmm. in there. And considering that this was around the time of, yeah, I think in the thick of the World War or right before, forty four to forty one is when we forty one is when we joined, right? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, it's in the it middle of just, the war, yeah. but we weren't in it yet. It was like just before, so. This is basically like a relic of like the pre-war kind of like ha ha kind of thing. It's like postcode pre-war. Yeah, if that makes sense. So it's like a lot of the old Hollywood horror, horror, old Hollywood comedy that's kind of in there. Mm-hmm. Very like slapstick kind of rule of thirds, but it was very taken in a way that it was very subtle. Therefore, not as in our terms cringe yeah and it's um it's take it it takes itself serious but not too seriously Mm -hmm. so like the the plot itself and the actual fights that happen in there they're they're serious fights but they just so happen to have comedic moments like one of my favorite is when he's chasing Cobb up the uh little uh railway or whatever Uh and like he slams the door like he goes to shut the door but the door pulls back open because the invisible man's on the other side and they have like a little moment tug of war moment that was hilarious to me and then he finally shuts the door and like ducks out of the way and then you have like 15 cops just surround that gate and just start shooting it's oh my god just little moments like that it's just funny and is it's just really funny with that because because like jeffrey is just like zipping and zooming like this motherfucker is like fast yeah and i feel also i know it's because of like the whole hollywood like hollywood magic effect of him being invisible but like with the camera moving as fast <laughs> as it was when it comes to moving like moving around thinking that is Jeffrey, it really kind of insinuates that damn he is actually going very fast and is very very fucking strong. Yeah, it's almost like the invisibility also gave him, I not like super strength, but gave him like enhanced enhanced strength and whatnot. So I'm like, huh, makes you wonder about the side effects of the drug. Besides, you know, make him go crazy. Which does take an effect, and Vincent Price does an amazing job of switching back and forth. Because he starts out, you know, very, very, like, his speech is very low. It's Mm. soft. It's sweet. You know, he's talking to Helen so lovingly, and, and he just has a very almost melancholy tone to his voice. 
And then he starts talking about power and how invisibility, no one can touch him and everything. And it's just full fucking Vincent Price, what you expect from him. And it's just, it's beautiful. He does such a good job of playing the two different tones, the two different characters. It makes you wonder, like, if someone actually goes mad with power, is it the drug itself? Or is it them kind of realizing the power that they do have because of this this superpower? Yeah, and well, what's interesting is if you would think that it's the drug itself that makes you go mad, why weren't the guinea pigs going mad? Because mm-hmm. he had three guinea pigs invisible. No telling how long they were invisible. I mean, it could have just happened you know, a few minutes ago, but if they were invisible for as long as he was, you know, a day or two or whatever, mm-hmm. why the fuck weren't they going mad? So is it a power thing or is it the drug itself? I I honestly would say it's a power thing because, you know, we are humans. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we as humans, once we are given an inch, you will go three miles. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey went like 10 miles <laughs> yeah. and almost died because of it. And, you know, I do want to talk about the way that some of these movies end. So I feel like a lot of these Hollywood movies old ones anyway they always have a happy ending and it felt like this one was all like oh he's alive the blood was the antidote all along which is kind of like okay i guess that also confused me i guess it's because it's like if the if the soup if the invisibility was in the blood which makes sense because his blood was technically invisible as well Mm -hmm. Okay, I guess I answered my own question with that one. Because if it's in the blood, then transfusing new blood, which is not invisible, not affected by the drug, can cause someone to come back to normal. Especially if they lost a lot of said infected blood, quote unquote. Yeah, but it also calls an effect that if he is losing blood... So, if he, if getting new blood pushes out the effects of the drug, that mm-hmm. means there is a certain amount of that drug in the bloodstream that causes you to turn invisible. Mm-hmm. But he was losing blood. So does that mean if you lose a certain amount of blood, you would no longer be invisible? That's what I'm thinking. You could but... still have blood in you, but like not enough of the drug is in you anymore. Yeah, and I think... I also think it's like since he lost blood, well, and a lot of it that he could have basically maybe would have died invisible but honestly there's no telling how long he's been in there yeah as how long the blood transfusion took for him to be able to get get the blood in that new blood in him or how long that the new blood took to basically like go into the body and you know try to co-mingle with the rest of the blood you know fuck it i'm not a fucking doctor i don't know this shit yeah but but i'm just kind of like wondering about how all of that will work. Yeah, I don't think, scientifically speaking, I don't think just pumping new blood in you is going to fix it. I think it has to be like the combination of him losing the blood taint, the tainted blood mm. in with new blood. So, like, there's more new blood than there is the tainted blood. That's probably what the case is. I mean, it has to be if you're going to make any kind of logical sense behind this. I mean, but this is why we're filmmakers, not fucking doctors. Right. Because we can make only so much sense of something as it is. Mm -hmm. Did you see, um, I I noticed it this time, did you see Chekhov's uh, drop? 
Really? What? No. So, like, you know, Cobbs is on the, the conveyor belt, and it drops, and all the coal falls uh-huh. along with him. In the very beginning of the movie, it's a very, very quick and subtle thing, but as they're introducing the coal mine, you know, Radcliffe's oh, coal or whatever, that first thing, mm-hmm, what you like, see it, in the very back the coal drop. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, Chekhov's think- coal drop. <laughs> Just saying. I yeah. Do you think it was a, a lot of bit of foreshadowing for the uh, Continuing yeah. events. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Part of the world building. I th- well, I, I think if you're just gonna do world building, they would have just shown you know the the yeah uh, Radcliffe's coal minery or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, I don't know. I the filmmaker in me wants to believe that it was uh, Chekhov's coal drop. That I, was foreshadowing. <laughs> I think that could work too. I but back to the way it ends, it just gave a very happy ending. Yeah, like. Do you think that was probably because of the current like world right that we they were in in nineteen forty? Oh yeah, that they're like, oh, we're just gonna end this very quickly with a happy ending because like it felt very abrupt all by our standards. Well, I mean, it's very old Hollywood in general. Mm-hmm. Like movies in the forties always had a happy ending. I guess that's part of the code. Yeah, I mean, even the the Frankenstein movies, as dark as they got when uh, Bela Lugosi's Igor got introduced, it always ended with the new Dr. Frankenstein leaving with his family. So, like, it got dark, but there's always a happy ending. So, it's just, it was Hollywood back then. Yeah, it was Hollywood indeed. But I think overall, I think this is an improvement, I feel like, over the first one. I, I agree. Like, if not, like, oh, but not by a lot, but, like, very, 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 not very little, but, like, it's a slight improvement. Like, the way sequels are usually supposed to be. I think the first one is technically and filmmaking-wise superior, but I think this one is better story. It's more entertaining. It, it's a lot more fun to enjoy. I think I think the I think the story in the first one is very bare bones and it was just the spectacle of ha- showing an invisible man on stage. And I think the the way they did and figured out a, the way they figured out how to make someone invisible on film is super impressive and that's why I like the first one for how it is. Mm. But I think this one is a lot more entertaining. It it's a I don't know. I really enjoyed this one. It does feel a little bit more entertaining so i i'm inclined to agree with you on that one but i don't know i can't really think of anything that i really like disliked about it but like a lot of my gripes are probably because you know oh like special effects wise or whatnot or but or whatnot i do think that this is an improvement so i feel like i'll be giving a better rating than the other one i think i I think I'll give mine uh, the same rating. So I think, oh, okay. yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a three. So the same as the first one, but I do, I do enjoy watching this one more. Yeah, I feel like I give it. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like I'll enjoy this one a little bit more because just for the sole fact that it's just you know, it just feels kind of cool. Mm-hmm. To just like see how they improved on the concept of the Invisible Man. We even know that it has no bearing on the actual short on the actual story, but <laughs> in Hollywood, you you just kind of come to terms with that, and that's just how it is, my man. That's just how it is. Oh, can you imagine the people nowadays? Oh, it's nothing like the book. 
Oh my god. Yeah, you'll hate literally everything from 1910 to 1955. Maybe 1960. Nothing like the book. Nothing like the book. And you know what, though? I might, I'm going to expand on this way more on the adaptations, Muff. But I feel like considering the term adaptation, adaptation does not mean one for one. It does not mean a one for one reshot. It's not Michael Henneke. <laughs> <laughs> so you should expect that there are some changes that they would have to make from the original source material to script to screen. Yeah. So. I feel like considering that I think like the ring, that was only the mere concept that was taken and everything else was just very normal, very American, very just, you know, as is. It feels like both the Invisible Man um, concepts were the only things that that were taken from H.G. Wells basically and everything else kind of like, oh, here it is. It's like based off the characters from it. It's like taking the mcu and characters and just like putting them in different situations because oh you're just using the characters not the stories i mean i know that i mean they loosely use the story yeah they use it they they use it for the most part but it's not like the book it's not like the comics (laughs) Ah! but basically yeah that that's where i'm getting at like people just need to realize that shit like that happens all the time and you might be able to get something better out of it like the ring or something that is just more interesting than possibly the original was been was has been as compared like like how i like these like these two movies i like because it's just like it feels like it gives a different direction to the concept of the invisible man Mm -hmm. and i'm excited just to see more of how they take this concept and the rest of the movies we watch. Yeah, because it, it's interesting seeing uh, the evolution of how we view invisibility and like the idea of the drug being mad or is it us as humans that mm-hmm. get mad over power? So it, it's it's fun. These these movies are kind of fun just watching back to back like we're doing. Um, I know, right? I can't wait for Barry's the not here because <sighs> I feel like he would have had a lot to say about everything Vincent Price was doing, but ass naked. See now, like this man climbed a tree. My, naked. <laughs> I would. I'm. I thought I wasn't gonna bring it up, but let's bring it up. The fact that this man is sitting here doing all of these things, but as naked, like murdering people, but as naked. He doesn't um, murder anyone. No, he technically never murders he do- anyone. He doesn't. He technically never does. Like so, he's like doing all of these like crazy things, a la like. Getting on top of trees, like basically walking through the woods, like he's naked and afraid of some shit. Oh, running through like, the brush, chasing wh- after that guy, chasing after that guy, and then base after that, just like uh, at the spears, that's his name. Mm-hmm. Like basically dunking him and like taunting him and shit, and just dragging him through the fucking mud, uh, naked. <laughs> I'm just imagining like this man is just like butt ass naked, like dingling all the family jewels out, just trying to sneak around people. And all of that, you're just like, if he can do all of that naked, then what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, and he got on the hood of that car. Because remember, the hood of the car opened while it was still driving. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine like a bug just hitting your ass in the right way while you're just on the hood of a vehicle, butt ass naked? Uh, what do you mean the right way? 
like right up in the sphincter. Uh, like you like you get a bug right up in them cheeks. Just boop, thirty uh, miles an hour, just oh bug. Oh no. I mm. That would have hurt. <laughs> if it I, That'd be the quickest way to get some fucking hemorrhoids. <laughs> Not eating spicy food, but get Imagine getting a bug bite right in the sphincter. Oh. Like, your shits are going to be so bad. Oh, and yeah. Like, worse. all the red bugs? Yeah. yeah like, oh, mmm. Like, your whole, like, lower half of your, like, your crotch and your <laughs> asshole is just going to be on fire. Like, you may think you have herpes or, like, some kind of, like, STD after that shit. Yeah, that was... It, Thinking but, about that's just awful. Ow. But also imagine like having to scratch that itch all the time. <laughs> I'm going be, to strangle you. Hang on, my cock itches. <laughs> it'd be that'd be the perfect way to get into bottoming. Is <laughs> like having to scratch that itch all the time because you're a fucking bug like bit you or like you got stung in an asshole. Like stag st- stabbed mm. in a hole. Mm. Oh my god. I'm sorry I brought that up. All oh right. my god. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Looking at this movie in a new light now. Oh. I'm just, just no, ima- I'm imagining him chasing spears and then he gets home and he's just like Fuck my dick itches. It's just, oh my god. I just imagine how the shower will feel after this. Because I don't, what was it? I just need to know when did he take a shower during any of these or take any kind of bath? I don't think he did. I mean, it rained that one time, but. (laughs) Imagine waiting till it rains for you to wash your body off after like running around on dirt. Ugh. But as naked while invisible, like obviously he can still interact with the world because he still got shot, <laughs> and <laughs> he still got shot, and he was still able to move all of the stuff and like torment people. Even though that was my favorite scene when he was tormenting Spears, but <laughs> imagine doing all that, all that, but but as naked, like how they they wipe him down after like coming in, like. Or did they see where all the blood was coming from, or what? Or was the blood invisible? No, they they didn't. See. They just knew he lost a lot of blood. That's it. They, they, he was just dying. They they had to do a transfusion. But like, how? They, they didn't clean. They didn't clean him. But his but but ugh. my brain just broke. My brain just is is, is broken right Wait, now. No, he. That's a very good question. Hang on. No. If he's dirty, the dirt's going to show. You think the dirt shows, so they must have like put him down or like put water. But no, like- no, just in general, the entire movie, movie. you yeah. would have seen a walking, uh, like a walking bundle of smudges. Yeah. The dirt, I don't think, would have shown, though. Yeah, it had. It would it have to. It would have. It would. Like because you would literally see the body. You would literally see like dirty feet and, and like dirty fingies and and would you and, also, and a bug right on the ass cheek where it got hit. But wouldn't you also no 
You know, you wouldn't see the blood because the blood's coming from inside his body. Yeah, so the blood would be invisible. Everything that comes from inside his body would have been invisible. Therefore, you're right. When he puts that dusty ass jacket off or on, as soon as he takes it off, you would see everything because the dust is gonna stay. But also, would it be the um? No, wait, hold on. What about water? Like, wouldn't he the like wouldn't the water be shown? Because like, yeah, I mean, the water would be shown dripping off of yeah. him. but like that's. But it. the only thing that really showed it was the silhouette through the smoke. So that's like it makes me wonder, like, did would. I think we're taking way. I think we're thinking way too much into the invisibility now. No, I'm not. But it's also like very like pragmatic. A hundred percent. If I'm the invisible man, I need an invisible like fanny pack full of wipes, or else my invisibility doesn't mean jack shit. This power sucks when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Because like. But you don't. They don't really show it though. That's a weird thing. Yeah. Well, they didn't think about it. I mean, think about it. I didn't think about it until just now. Because, but it's also like, all you see are the things that are on him, and you don't really see his body. So, like, you were able to see right through him. Yeah. Whenever you, he had the bandages on, and all you see was his eyes. So it's like, does that mean that, like, fuck? No, like, if any kind of dirt gets on him, you would see the dirt. Like, imagine going outside, it's a windy day, and then boom, up, oh, well, I'm fucked. Gotta go take a shower now. <laughs> the whole power is useless. Oh my god. Like, you would have to have the ability... Wait. You would have to have the ability to turn other things invisible for it to even be useful. But that... But that wouldn't work because of how the... The serum works. Because it's is a serum, meaning it's internal. Yeah. It wouldn't if it was outside or like some magic, it probably would have been explained that, but Yeah, like Violet from uh The Incredibles. Like I can see her being invisible because she can turn other shit invisible. But that was a superpower. Exactly. That she got from birth. Exactly. This ability fucking sucks. So basically saying that drug induced invisibility sucks. Yeah. Even suit invisibility. We'll we'll get to that one. We will get to that one. But even a suit would bring up smudges. Uh, granted, the suit is black, so not as much. But like, oh, they bring that up anyway with the paint. Never mind. It, it never is mind. Brought up. It, it is brought up. Okay, so never mind. <laughs> but yeah, it's brought up. So yes, I am still correct. They dirt oh would my show God. up. That just brought my rating down a little bit. Not even gonna lie. No, I mean, it's still an entertaining movie. I'm no, still- it's still very entertaining, but when you think into the logistics of it, you're just like, now, nah, hold on. Well, now I'm going to have a problem with our next movie, because, motherfuck, it's the same goddamn thing. Oh, great. The- we found the flaw of the Invisible Man. Oh, my God. We just found the flaw. <laughs> Speaking of, since you gave your rating, I'll give my rating. I'll probably rate it probably like a three as well three as well three as well i can't remember what i hate rated the other one but i think it's like three yeah i was rated a three because it's like it's 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 normal it's it's entertaining will i watch it again probably at a party but that's it yeah i mean i have fun with it i enjoy it i I would watch it just to be like yo they did this shit in the 40s what are you doing with your life what are you doing with your life and money i mean i get an inflation but i'm also like money 
You can do it. You can do it. You, you, can, you can do it. You can do you can do anything. I mean You, you can do it. <laughs> look here. Look here. I, I don't I don't need Rob Schneider here, all right? I just need you to to keep writing. Yeah. 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 We'll make something one of these years. <laughs> but yeah, so that was The Invisible Man Returns. nineteen uh, forties by was it John May or some shit? I think or so. Joe May. I have no idea. Joe Malone post the hole. <laughs> Joe Malone post the hole. The hole is yeah, speaking posted. Up, speaking up holes. Uh, it was directed by yeah Joe May. I don't know. That's a weird anything, name, Joe May. I don't know anything that he's done. The House of Oh, The House of the Seven Gables. Oh, I know that one. That's about it. I don't know any of this other shit. Not bad. Not bad. What is the Indian tomb? Something something racist. That's what it sounds like. Let me see. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Hang on. I'm, I caught my curiosity. Olaf Fon. Yep, that's some very white people. Mm-hmm. Anya Majan of. Yep. All right. Yep. I'm gonna say something something racist. Yep. You're right. Anyway. Yeah. Joe Mays. He he directed it. So you look at that. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> So, and until next time, I've been Heath. And I've been Jay. And you've been listening to Host Host of of Horrors. Horrors.